What's up, guys? Welcome back to Ballin' with the Boys. As you know, we're going to continue talking about the XFL as we are on week nine this week. And it's getting close to the end. Playoffs are coming. Clint, uh, playoff clinches are happening. So, uh, first game I got is Vipers versus the Roughnecks. And, of course, you know, as it's been going on since week one, Vipers come out strong in the very first half and just don't close out any games. In the very first half. Yeah, that, that sums it up pretty much. I mean, the Roughnecks, we've been talking about how they've looked bad. Well, worse and worse each week throughout the entire season. I really don't think that this was any uh, different. I don't think they necessarily looked good. I don't think they had any competition this week, so that's why they pulled it off this week. But it was still kind of close. However, so. I mean, well, yeah, it, it was close, but it wasn't close because it was an offensive game. It was close because the Roughnecks scored their – or the, the Roughnecks defense scored their first touchdown, and then they scored the second touchdown for their team. The second one, the dude straight robbed the ball from from the uh, bat, uh, yeah, the Vipers player. Whoa! Yeah, the, <coughs> yeah, I seen that. I actually had that down headed too. to the end zone with it. Um, but another thing about the uh, yeah, not the Vipers. Sorry, the Roughnecks as well. As I'm talking about is that um, wide receiver Justin Smith. Did you see the juggling catch that he pulled off? I did, uh, yeah, that was, I think, uh, it, they originally called it incomplete, yeah. Yeah, and then, you yeah. know, the the awesome review system they have, you know, college rules, one foot was in and he had control. Yeah, people are calling for that to be adapted, oh, jeez, why can't I talk today, dude? <laughs> adopted by the NFL every single week. I hear more and more people calling for that to be a thing. Oh, for sure. I mean, give it an amount of time. Like, once the uh, NFL probably starts up and one bad call, somebody's going to go on Twitter and talk about, oh, should I have the XFL review system? Yeah, yeah. And then they'll be making tweaks to it, just like they're already making tweaks to their, jeez, uh, uh, the overtime, not overtime, but the, the two-minute warning rule that they adopted from the XFL or that they're talking about adopting from the XFL. Well, that's what's up. I mean, eventually, you know, hopefully it could just come down as, like, one thing, you know. Like we talked about before with, uh, you know, like, for people that go to the draft or, you know, coming up out of college, don't make it to the NFL. They can play in the XFL and get that, you know, chance to still go to the NFL. So, I mean, wish they had that with, you know, the USF, USFL and the uh, CFL, but still with the XFL and it. Becoming more popular now with it almost completing all 10 weeks and then plus playoffs. I feel like it's going good. It's going strong for the XFL. So, yeah, I mean, I think they definitely stuck it out strong throughout the whole uh, season so far. I mean, we've seen that there was a little bit of fall off from what we've seen at the beginning of the season to what we see now. But at the same time, that's expected with anything because new stuff is always hyped. And when you're or like when you're looking into something new, you know some of the new viewers obviously aren't necessarily going to like it, but a lot of the people seem to be receiving it well, especially during this little uh, break of no NFL football going on. So I could definitely see it lasting and continuing on. 
Uh, for sure, and um, I'll jump on that uh, topic when you say continuing on, but there was one thing I wanted to talk about when I said playoffs. Uh, Roughnecks are the first team that clinched a playoff berth, so that's pretty cool, um, especially for how downhill they were going. Yeah, I mean, they definitely were going downhill for a little bit, but with that playoff, Whoa, whoa, dude, I can't talk today. Like, I'm about to close up shop and just go home next door. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, <coughs> yeah, okay. They did, yeah. Yeah, 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 They yeah. clinched the playoff yeah. berth, okay? <laughs> they, they clinched and they got the home playoff field advantage. berth after they haven't been looking very well. So hopefully they turn that around and... They start looking a lot better. I'm sorry for the little verbal spaz that just happened. It's just I one of those no days. <laughs> it's just one of those days. It's all they, good. They, they didn't look terrible as far as a few plays go mm-hmm. on offense. I uh, finally got to see uh, Bor- Borgie, or Borgie yeah. uh, in there and hear his name and the highlights popping up again and stuff like that. He had a couple notable runs, but also Elling. He had this one touchdown. Where, <laughs> I got the same one, I guarantee it. Where he uh, he, he leaped 10, 10 feet about. Because he was about three yards away, which you do the math. That's what I got. And, I was like, it was about three, maybe four. Yeah, I you mean, know, he just, four was, yeah, three to four feet, right around there. But, like, he leaped, got hit, like, uh, mid-flip and still got the touchdown. It was a pretty cool little moment for him, I bet. Oh, that was definitely probably was the highlight play to of watch. his career. I mean, granted, he's a great running back, but, you know, that kind of play puts you out there, you know, doing something spectacular like that. Yeah. So, um, another thing about uh, the Vipers, though, is that their quarterback, McClendon, I think it's McClendon or McClendon, I uh, can't remember, uh, he is, you know, from coming in taking uh, Perez's spot, he is on the rise. He's actually okay. I'm not going to be at good yet or great because he still has, you know, his ups and downs. But when he does play, though, like I said, they're good in the first half. You know, his awareness is great, honestly. He's, I've seen it in this game. The pocket awareness is good. Um, and that he can read the defense pretty well because he was finding his receivers like on target, like just dots to him. So I give uh, him praise from coming in, taking taking the starting spot from Perez as he got traded, and then you know leading this team, but still this the same team, you know, good, great in the first half, defenses on point. And then second half, you come out, and then the other team just takes off on you. I agree with most of what you said about McClendon. I don't know about the awareness. I watched him get sacked at least three or four times in that game. But 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 one of the times, it wasn't a sack, and he actually found one of the receivers before he took the hit. And, and uh, the referee called something that I don't think I've ever heard before. Now, I've heard rough in the passer. But this man called roughing the passer with body weight. Specifically adding that on to the end. And I'm like. Yeah, that's weird. I've never. Yeah, heard I've never heard it. I think roughing the passer is roughing the passer. It's like, what? 
come on, man. You had to flag the team and insult the player at the same time. That's just rude. Like, <laughs> uh, um, one thing, one other thing I got is uh, it's pretty bad when you're a receiver and quarterback are your one and two in the rushing column over the running backs for the rushing yards because I got Lovett and McLennan they had more rushing yards than their running backs hmm. yeah I mean I definitely say that pinpoints a decent little problem <laughs> that they would probably need to fix but at the same time I really couldn't tell you who who uh, their running back is uh, we went over it before. Don't remember the first name, but last name is Smith, I believe. That tells you how... Rod Smith. Yep, that's who it is. Rod I was Smith. I to say, it ain't Abram Smith. That no. dog is on the <laughs> no. defender. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to him, though, when we get to that game, because I got some things I would like to say about him. You go ahead and wrap up with the Vipers and the Roughnecks, and we will move on to that game. Well, as you know, and as I said, Roughnecks get home field advantage. They clinch the playoff berth, so congrats to them. As you guys were falling off, so hopefully with this uh, upcoming playoff game, you guys can work it out and honestly hopefully see a rematch with the Defenders and Roughnecks. Go Houston for finally clinching something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next game though I got is the Brahma Bulls and Guardians. Um, not much to say. The Bulls did win, but it was against the Guardians. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <coughs> the most interesting thing about that game probably was that it almost opened with a fight um, with that that first little kickoff return, and and also maybe. Maybe I'm not. I don't want to hype your. I don't want to hype your head up. Hype your team up too much. But who's Jaquise Patrick? So I got him down. Uh, actually, like wanting to talk about him as like an unstoppable force. Like I have not heard this dude's name in the XFL once. Didn't hear about him in college, and he is a tall, built running back. That dude was a giant just marching through the field the entire game. Um, He, just this game, he rushed 20 times for 80 yards, so almost got 100 yards. Um, But dudes like a bulldozer breaks tackles. Uh, There was this one play where he made a great counter um, to get into the end zone. So, I mean, his awareness is pretty good. But other than that, like, yeah, dude's like an unstoppable force. I mean, it's like he's breaking one to two tackles at least every run. Yeah. Or at least tries to. I know for that for a fact that he tries to. Yeah, I mean the only thing I seen him really mess up too too bad in that game was he did fumble once. But honestly, that fumble was crazy though. It was a clean <laughs> hit from the crown yeah, of that. Like dude, it made him spin. Like it made him spin and somehow that ball just like also comes out of his hands and I'm just like it looked like the defender What's, got How is that got like his, possible? Uh, you're like spinning and as you're spinning the ball's getting like thrown across well, cross your body, but yeah. back ways. So, but other than that, yeah, um, Patrick, uh, I feel like was a great step up over Kalen Balaj. So, oh, you think? Yeah. 
You think? Well, honestly, I didn't know if they had anybody better than Kalen Balazs, but luckily they brought Patrick. If you don't have anybody better than Kalen Balazs, you got a problem. Uh, one thing about the Bulls, too, though, is that Jack Cohen had his best game of the season. Yeah, I mean, I had that he found out how to play in the second half, and then never mind. I don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, he went 25 for 31 and threw for 302 yards. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good game, especially for Cohen. Uh, he was averaging almost 10 yards, but it was actually 9.7. So We'll give it to him. Yeah. This game, though. Um. <laughs> Since it was your best game yet. But, um, yeah, so congrats to Jack Cohen on your best game. Uh, hopefully more to come after that. So, Congrats to Romo for giving a good name to the XFL, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one thing I do got about the Guardians is there was a Yeah, another... just still the only thing I got about the Guardians, too, dude. Go. <laughs> there was another fake punt pass that was completed and it was wild because i didn't think a punter can throw long bombs that boy threw a dart to cannon yeah just like the commentator said uh during the game that was like it was like a missile to cannon i was like what and then yeah i was just so surprised because it was a long drive too i was like since when do punters have arms you're supposed to have legs. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That that play did uh, surprise me. That was probably the only thing that surprised me about that Guardians uh, side of things anyway, though. I, yeah, I honestly, have to say, yeah. that was saying, the only thing I had noted. I say, like I said, like with that one game, uh, the Guardians game that they won, I believe, was a fluke. So here they come after that game. They are completely knocked off so. of playoff contention. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, the Brahmas finally won the first time in In a long time. (laughs) No, in their own in their own home stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't pay attention to the stadium like that. It'd be like that, but I bet the fans were paying attention every week they lost there. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Not sure if they were even watching them anymore. That's fair. They didn't even show up to the winning one. (laughs) That'd be pretty bad. It's like, well, we won. We didn't have a crowd. Maybe they'll show up next week when we lose. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, but talking about uh, playoffs again, let's get into the D.C. Defenders and Renegades game. As I'd like to start off and say, the D.C. Defenders clinched their playoff berth and got home field advantage as well. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that kind of day, guys. Need that monster sponsor right about now. <laughs> No, uh, the the DC defenders, yeah, they've definitely been doing their thing uh, all season. We've seen them obviously slip up and and kind of disappoint everybody for that one game. But they've been back on it again, and they're showing that they are uh, here to compete and they're here to play. I think that might be the team to beat uh, as far as playoff wise goes. Um, yeah. I can agree with you, but then again, it seems like they are becoming a lot more, I don't know how to put this, I don't want to say easier because they are a rough team, but they're becoming more vulnerable, but not like that vulnerable, as the Renegades did almost beat them. 
Yeah, I mean, if it if, wasn't for overtime, which the overtime thing was pretty cool. If it wasn't for Luis Perez sucking, yeah, rephrase that. That dude, that dude is terrible. He he won't be in the XFL next year. There's no way. He does not look any he better. He could be in the XFL no, next year. He does as not a look third string quarterback. Maybe water boy. <laughs> And he, hey, Waterboy came out and onto the field. What do you mean? <laughs> he don't look any better than Arlington, in Arlington than he did in Vegas. No, I mean, all because you change the team, don't you don't change the player. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, talking about Arlington, uh, there was a play where it was a pick six play for um, Joe Powell. But... Uh, his teammate decided to do something really dumb. Oh. Teammate saw that there was a guy running behind him, and he decided to s- stop and like drop to sit down. So they call it low blocking. Hmm. So he started to torque on the dude, and that's a flag. No, he sat on the field. Okay, okay. You can't rest while you're supposed to play. So they called it low blocking on him, which cost uh, Powell his pick six. And I would be, I mean, honestly, if that was me, I would have looked at the dude and been like, you would have beat him. I would have threw the football at him and been like, get off the field. Why are you here? Just like that one crackhead kid vine that went viral back in like 2012 where he got hit in the head with the basketball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but another thing about Arlington is that. <laughs> Um, they w- almost did not go into overtime. That kicker about missed uh, in between the uprights and went w- almost wide right. Yeah, I mean, it was really close. It was on its way, him. but he got lucky. It was definitely playing around with uh, losing towards the end there. Uh, so much bad about Arlington, Arlington though. Uh, well, I mean, it's the D.C. Defenders. What do you need to know? Yeah, Lucky is... Jackson showed out. Abram Smith showed out. Tayamu showed out. I mean... Well, you heard it, folks. No good about the Renegades. <laughs> they bombed it. So, um... But another thing was when I was talking about overtime is... The way they do... At, the XFL does their overtime is pretty cool. You get... It's you a know, soccer it's shootout. Like, that's, Basically, that's it's, exactly you know, it's like two is. out of three. You know, one team scores, yeah, I mean, you, you get the chance the, to score. Yeah, you don't have and if you so do, many, but. But, yeah, so. But it's pretty cool. Um, But other than that, yeah, I mean, like, I ain't really got nothing to say about the defenders. You know, they're doing their thing, staying the same team, you know, taking names and kicking butt. That's pretty much about it. They're looking like 88 out there. Ricky Bobby in it up. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, other than that, I mean, like I said, uh, with this playoffs coming up, the championship game I want to see is the Defenders and Roughnecks rematch. Okay, okay, I wouldn't mind that, but the Roughnecks need to get their offense together. But, Guys, figure it out. Your defense shouldn't be scoring more than your offense. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But there is the third team I'd like to see go to the championship as well. I don't think that can happen, but... No, there can't shoot, be... Shoot, a- <laughs> go ahead. No, well, it's only two teams. You just got one team subbing out for the other? Yeah. Like, all right, you, you got skunked. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, and bringing that team up with the next game is the Sea Dragons versus the Battlehawks. The Sea Dragons, um, if the Dragons lose, they're out of playoff contention, which was this game. Uh, if the Battlehawks win, they clinch the playoff berth. Well, that didn't happen. No, it didn't. The uh, Sea Dragons are in playoffs. The Battlehawks did not clinch a playoff berth. So, the Sea Dragons, I would like to see a championship game as well. Definitely just because they're the most team that risen up since week one. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind to see uh, the Sea Dragons go. Ben DiNucci, he's a dog, man. He got hurt in the second, but then he came back. Yeah, and then they did you also, see what he did at the end of the game, dude? Yeah, quarterbacks, then he can truck the dude. Whoa! Like, he left him limp. Yeah, like, how you going to do that? Granted, I won't. Okay, so I'm not going to hype it up that much. Like, it was cool. A quarterback did that. But also, he caught the guy off guard. The guy was not, like, wanting to tackle him. He just got in the way, and Danucci just happened to lower his shoulder. Well, I must have seen it wrong then, because I thought dude was going for a tackle on him, and he just got no. He was out. like mid block, and I think he just saw Danucci like about to cross the line, so he just like happened to step that way, and Danucci was like, "Nope," and lowered that shoulder. Yeah, I, I'd still like to know how that dude's doing, though. I mean, oh, he yeah, definitely sure. got sent to the blue tent after that. I didn't see him on the field after that play, after mm-hmm. the uh, extra point attempt was going on, but Ben Danucci was there. Oh yeah. Um, Got to see Philip Lindsay a little bit more. He uh, got a couple, uh, I think it was a couple two-point conversions. Yep, they, so. they mainly have been having him uh, come in, not necessarily as a starter, but uh, when they need stuff done almost. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a goal line back, basically. Yep. So, um, but other than that, man, yeah. Sea Dragons, I would love to see them also possibly go. I feel like it'd be a great battle for that championship game or for whoever they got to face to advance to the championship game because, like I said, they're the ones that has risen up the most to even get this close. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see the Sea Dragons uh, also going and I almost would like to see Sea Dragons versus Defenders at the end, but I don't know if that would ever happen. So we'll just have to wait and see. But, I mean, their defense looks good, too. I I got one note, at least, on one of their defensive players, Bryce Thompson. He had an interception in the game. That's not – that ain't the note, dude. That's not it. Nope. He straight rocked Darius Shepard, dude. He hit sticked him so hard immediately after he <coughs> caught the ball. He didn't have he didn't have time to do anything. No. Nope. <laughs> he caught it and then he was boom. Oh, looking man. at the sky. It, it was a good little hit, but he had a decent little game in there. I think I know uh was it like a screen pass? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I seen that hit too, and I was like, I've probably been got up from that. <laughs> yeah, he got lit up. My ribs like started aching after that. I was like, Ooh. Um, that's about it. All I got on this game. Um, you know, guys, week ten, last week of regular season for the XFL. Um, I want to shout out to uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson for keeping this going and bringing it back. You know, it's been kind of a cool season. 
how it's uh, from where it started to where you're at now. We smell what you're cooking, dog. That's funny that you said that. Commentator on one of the games was like, "Can you smell what the XFL is cooking?" I was like, "What?" Hey, you gotta bring the slogan in there somewhere. Yeah. It's the rock stuff now. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to your partner as well. Sorry, don't know your name. It's, uh, it's Danny Garcia, and it's his ex-wife. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> shout out to both of you guys for bringing the XFL back. For a great season so far um, and actually now that we can hop on the thing or the topic where you was talking about future seasons hop on the thing where um, <laughs> when you were talking about future seasons there's already some teams already uh, placing out next season packages oh, okay so uh, like season ticket type deals or what uh, I'm not too sure. All I said was season packages are starting to roll out for okay. certain teams. Uh, another update, though, with the XFL. In 2025, they are looking to expand in locations. So, they're going to have their... They're going to have their original eight teams. You know, the Defenders, Renegades, Sea Dragons, the Vipers, the Guardians, uh, Battlehawks, and Bulls. And then they're wanting to expand in San Diego, Oklahoma City, Portland, San Jose, Charlotte, and Nashville. That would generate 14 teams. Hmm. That's that's getting close to half the size of the NFL. That's uh, growing to a decent rate if that's only within two years. Most definitely. And um, I hope to see it happen. I do. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be great. As the XFL grows, the viewership will grow. Because football is, you know, football is America's sport. You know, you know, you got baseball, you got basketball, but... I think the Rednecks would disagree and be screaming at you. That they're America's team? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, my bad. You, I thought they're you shooting said, for NASCAR. So. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> And Coca-Cola. I thought you said Roughnecks because, you know, Texas and <laughs> Dallas. So No, I'm talking about those GE country boy. Okay. My bad. I heard Straight you from the sticks, son. But, no, I do hope to see it happen as the XFL does grow. Hopefully, uh, the XFL can continue to grow and we will have spring football and fall football. It'd be very cool to have football all year round, honestly. I agree with that. I would, uh, I definitely wouldn't mind. I mean, I know my girl minds, but honestly, football's here to stay. What can you do? And it's a cool thing because, like, say that you play in the spring and an NFL team sends scouts out to go watch your game, and then by the NFL, um, not off season, but also the off season, but beginning of the season, they could send a contract your way. So, <clears throat> so yeah, shout out to the XFL for coming back up and giving players another uh, chance to play again. So, other than that, you guys know that we're your boys. Make sure you guys are.
liking the video, following us on Facebook, commenting under the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, share our posts with your friends, and make sure you tell your mother that you love us. But other than that, you guys know we're your boys and we're out.